Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we continue the campaign, which is entitled A Time to Harvest. Our GM is Jeff Wilkins, and this is Chapter 2, Episode 1. Uh, let me apologize if there's any problems with the video. My computer's on the fritz, and I'm using my laptop. Uh, apparently, my computer went insane from all of the content that I have on there. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Next time. So this officially starts Chapter 2 of A Time for Harvest. Um, also, can I just take a second? I want to thank people who comment. I enjoy reading the comments. So, um, Yeah, so real quick little recap from last episode. It was a little bit of a fun one where some of the players slash characters were getting drunk. Uh, there was a bit of a student party in a cabin in the middle of the woods. What could go wrong? Um, some things were seen, things happened. Long story short, you all got sort of rescued by the deputy who ended up turning on you at the last second and threw you in the jail cell. Um, the, the charge was basically drunkenness. Um, but the sheriff, of course, with his not, he's not messing around. He, he locked you up, kept you overnight. He called the professor at the school and talked to him. And the professor drove through the night, uh, picked you guys up first thing in the morning, and basically just took you and put you on the train and sent you back to the school. Um, so the timing on this is actually, I believe it's going to be August 20th. Um, I didn't take the time to look up what day that was. Um, August 20th uh, is when you're arriving back at Miskatonic. Um, I'm going to say that you guys were basically still, you know, probably sleeping off hangovers. So the train ride was probably just you guys sulking and sleeping. Um, we have a little bit of flexibility with our timing now as we're kind of moving forward now. So uh, we don't necessarily have anything that has to be done by a certain time. So like if you guys want to do something that'll take, you know, a day, we can just say a day and then we'll just fast forward a day. Um, so with that said, I'll say you guys arrived back to school. You pretty much did not even get your stuff. Um, the professor just assured you that uh, when he returns with the other students that they'll pack everything up that was in the house and you'll get all your stuff back as soon as they get back. So let's just start at the train station. You guys get off the train. Is there anything you want to do? Anything in particular? How many, how many other people are with us? It's just you guys, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, Charlie too. We'll say Charlie. How far is it back to the campus? Um, you caught me. It's not that far. The train, I think, is on the other side of the river, if memory serves. Yeah. Five-minute drive. Yep. You could probably walk it easily. Yeah, 30-minute walk, maybe. Just I start walking the back to the campus. Yeah, I kind of do, too, just because I'm thinking about everything that happened. Not sure what was real and what wasn't, because it was I was drunk. 
so and I might that's okay, never mind. I'll, I'll let you. Um okay, so you're you're basically heading back to the school. Do you guys want to talk as you walk or you're just kind of splitting up and going your own way? You know, I, I, I for one, um, I'm not too terribly sad that, that we've been sent back. Yeah. Do you guys remember what happened last night? It was, was it as crazy as? There, there was something in the sky. I remember there was something in the sky and I think there was something on the roof. Something got someone got snatched up. No, not someone. There were there were people. Multiple people got snatched up. But but wouldn't we have heard? Oh, Harry. People were missing. Is is there like that a sense, uh, Jeff, that there are missing people now from our students, or do we not really know that yet? Is it too early? Um, I'm trying to remember. Well, didn't the, the professor say that he talked to to uh, uh, Blaine? Yes, that's what I was trying to remember. I, th I think if memory serves, I could be wrong, but just if memory serves, you guys kind of came out of the jail cell, and the professor said he talked to Blaine, and he, he talked to two other students. To two of the ones that went up? Yeah. Well, we know he uh, said he talked to what he thought was Blaine, must have looked like Blaine and sounded like Blaine, but so did whatever looked and sounded like Blaine when it was talking to us from the yard. I I didn't I didn't feel like it was the drink making me see that. I didn't either. And how could the drink make two of us see the same thing anyway? There was definitely something up in that roof, guys. Maybe we should talk to the other guys when they get back, or if they're around. Yeah. And, see if they're uh, acting. What we should do is go to the library and see. Uh, how qu quickly any of us can find a description of anything that seems anything like this. We have an extensive folklore collection here and probably uh, more esoteric things as well. You know, that's, that, that's a good idea because it, the, the, someone would have seen, the, if, if that place is like that and people don't live there because those things are there, then someone must have spoken about it before. There must have been other settlers who tried to live there before. I mean, who, who lived in that house before? There must be some tale. Uh, there must be a reason why that uh, house the, is empty. And the dead woman with consumption, or should I say, took the undead woman, who you kept saying was probably a vampire. Vermont vampires. Well, so there's plenty of folklore to sort through. The moment. You know, and the Pukwudgies as well. I never that's, heard of anything like those mole men, though. That's no that that was that was uncommon. The only the only Vermont tale I know um, is that uh, a fella that my father uh, knew, who was uh, one one of the ranchers from out west. Um, he he came from a place in Vermont, and he said there's something about starfish in the trees or some rubbish like that. Well, their nose looked like starfish. I don't know. And they came out I of just, the trees. I, th I, th I think, really, I've got a feeling that there's a lot of moonshine comes out of Vermont. Yeah, but we, we, know, what, we know what we saw, though. 
It would have to be more than moonshine to make us see anything like that. Yeah, I hadn't, and I hadn't been drinking when I saw what I saw before. What is it, Tug? Do you remember something? I'm not a chemist or anything, but uh, most of that alcohol we were drinking was pretty rough. I mean, it. What if? What if that uh, that guy had been? It wasn't like anything he bought from the store. It was stuff that he'd been making moonshine. And, like Jasper said, how would it make us all see the same thing? Well, maybe that was just. What do they call it? Psycho bananas uh, uh, suggestion or we, what you just what you just said sounds like bananas. What would what would suggest something like that? Mass hysteria. We were getting pretty scared there towards the end. Yeah, but what we saw up in the cabin and in the woods, Tom, hey, tug. Uh, no, I, we certainly, I, we I, then. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna take the the uh the, the, the flint the knife out There's from a my cover pocket going on. There's a and, cover and, and, and I'm just gonna hold it up and say I didn't imagine that. That's right. I, I still think that uh I still think the uh town authorities know something. But we're just talking about last night. Why are we only talking about last night? I See, what I don't right. understand is if, if they know something about it, then why would they let a, a bunch of college kids go up there? Uh, better us than them. Because we'll just sound like crazy college kids. And if, uh, yeah, but why, did, why did they let us go up there in the first place? I mean, it is a bit short sighted to uh, allow the occasional outsider to perish, but. No one's uh, solved their mystery yet. Perhaps oh. they'd still rather that than have to offer up one of their own. You know what I just thought about? You remember that shimmering sort of doorway? Well, I certainly hope I'll never forget it. What if the things that are happening up there aren't permanent, that they're coming through the doorway, doing stuff, and then going back through the doorway? Which only opens every so often. Like maybe those mole people aren't there all the time. Maybe those demons living in the basement aren't there all the time. So they 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 could be. Um... Because your friend John Jeffries disappeared. Well. You. Uh, well, I mean, if you if you think about it, when we found. When we found him, and and he had those, uh, and I, I sort of look around at this point, just worried that there might be eavesdroppers. But when they when they found him with those wires, when we found him with those wires in his head, and that's that does make me think of that. That what you're saying has some validity. I mean, but like if, it was some kind was, of transmission. Was, yeah. Well, if it was if it was creatures from some other world who had come through a portal then then i find that easier to believe than the than the idea of 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 mythical mole men or th things like that Maybe i can, you're I can right. get my head around the idea of something that i mean there's a scientific basis to that isn't there that there must be other 
things mm. in the universe and perhaps this is a way for us to contact them but and if these things have happened now maybe they happened before and like you say there might be books maybe the indians saw things maybe if, and they if, call them, I don't know, people of the moon and, uh, you know, or children of the sky or whatever. And they well, maybe, maybe where these strange things happen, it's something the same happening there too. That kind of lore is not uncommon among the Indian peoples. And but I don't know of any out, local to hear. When they say, you know, we saw these people over there and everybody goes to look and nobody's there. But if, they, if, if we we were sent out there and some people at least know what's out there were you uh, were we sent out there as a sacrifice do you think yes um, what about what about the poem the child wrote there's obviously uh i find it i guess belief uh, almost worse than the things we saw but it does See, I don't think, yeah, that there's some kind of why 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 would why would someone do that? But I don't think they and how long have they been doing it? Because if they sent us out there as a sacrifice, everybody knew where we were. They people have done things like this for centuries. But think think about they wouldn't all have to be in on it unless you, you could send the, homeless people out there. How many homeless people do you think they have in that village? You probably hire, bring in, or hire. You probably bring in all the homeless people you want with a free meal, and then nobody would ever miss them when they disappeared. But, but we we I don't know we don't know how many uh, uh, how many such impoverished folk like, are in that town. I like your idea about going to uh, Miskatonic. Maybe we can find some stuff. Well, maybe, why maybe don't? We uh, why don't you three uh, head to the library? Uh, you mentioned chemists. Uh, I'm going to stop by the uh, organic uh, organic chemistry, uh, see if anyone's around. I'm certainly not going to tell them where I found the jar, but hey, it's not going to do us any good sitting on my shelf at home. I've, I've got an idea. While, while you're there talking to the chemists, um, may, maybe ask some of them if they know anything about um, federated oil and chemical. All right. I don't know whether they've got some sort of deal with the, the, the university, whether they're just fi fi financing the university, but they they arranged for that trip. And what, I mean, do you think they might have been in on it? I mean, I don't know. They're, they're like, they're not a local com company, are they? But... Well, so who knows how, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm seeing shadows everywhere. Is but, that the name of the company that paid for us to go there? Yeah. It's all right, yeah, Jasper. There are shadows everywhere. This, this yeah, I'll see if they recognize the name. So have you still got that jar, Jerry, of goo? Jeff, I check for the jar. Do I still have the jar? I had it on the train. I didn't sleep on the train. Do I still have the jar? Do a luck roll. No, I'm just kidding. Just a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just nod. Well, at least we might be able to get some answers, but I think we should speak to the librarian because I'm, I'm rubbish at looking in the library. and I can never find what I'm looking for. 
you've taken folks out and used them for shooting practice, I bet. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Shoot, what year are we in again? 1930. 1930. What year are we in? Damn. How hard did you hit your head, Tuck? Danny, if you don't, uh, if you don't think you'll uh, have much luck in the library, uh, if you want to uh, come along with me to the chemist, at least then there'll be two of us there. I was just wondering about the Douay Decimal System. Well, either way, but that's where I'm headed first. All and right. So Jeff, I proceed to head in that way if anyone wants to come or not. Uh, but either way, if they all go to the library, I'll meet them back there. Otherwise, we could, some of us could go with me. I, I think I'm at my best in the library. Jasper, you need to find out where that rock came from. Have I got that? I think that was Little Rod that had that. Oh. Was it Rod? I think it was Rod. I remember what? something about it. Well, I'm sure if you ask him, Rod will go and check, get it checked out. Okay. Damn. What about what about the knife? What about the knife, Jasper? <coughs> yeah, Jasper's got that. He already pulled it out once. Yeah, I've got it in it. Oh, hang on. But I do you want to oh, take hang it on, to hang on. Oh, hang on a minute. If you got I've got knife. both of them. I've got the rock as well. It's almost as if you were the two people at the same time. <laughs> What, like in uh, Dr. Jekyll and, and, and uh, Mr. Heckle? Yeah. Heckle and Jekyll. Heckle and Jekyll, yeah. Oh. Those fellas, yeah. We just um, did two universes. Played, played brilliantly, I think. Heckle and um, Jekyll? Well, I can see your uh, knowledge of anthropology and folklore uh, exceeds your familiarity with uh, Gothic literature, Jasper. Uh, but I don't I've, think that I've seen, I've seen a, a groundbreaking performance of it. Of Heckle and Jekyll, I'm sure. Yes, you have. Heckle and Jekyll, um, performed uh, by um, uh, the Chuckle Brothers. Barry Ch Barry Chuckles Heckle was oh, it was um, it was it was like watching the great Donald. And I'm sure if you were actually two people, Jasper, you could give us a uh, stunning rendition of the same. I am two people to you to me. That was the <laughs> the tagline of the performance. Well, that's uh, that's almost profound. If you've ever seen one of their shows, you would never forget it, I promise you. Anyway. Rest um, in I, peace. I, 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 I think, yeah. I think we should go and see the librarian, somebody. Uh, I, who, who, do you, any of you guys know the library? Do you use the library a lot, Jasper? I, I love the library. It's, it's my favorite place on campus, to be honest. Well, yeah. Jasper, if, if I'm headed uh, if I'm headed toward the uh, College of uh, the Sciences, uh, if you'd rather go to the library now, uh, I can take the knife and the jar, and then uh, meet you all back if you prefer. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt. Um, I'm gonna pull a GM move here, only because there's one other thing that I need to take place. Um, so if you don't mind, these are all good thoughts, good good ideas, um, but. The way, the way I'm going to sort of do this is that you guys are still exhausted. You just had a horrible night, horrible experience. You know, your head's spinning, you're physically drained. So what I think I would like to do is you guys have this discussion and then rather than go do it all right now, you go mm -hmm. back to your homes, you get a good night's sleep, and then this will be your plan for tomorrow morning. That's a good idea. 
Hell, I need a good wash. I, I'm glad that lecturer came in there and told us to do that because I'm too exhausted anyway. <laughs> Thanks, sir. It's kind of like that little, you know, the, the voice in the back of your mind. The, your mind. Well, prob probably as I, I assume for Jerry, I'm getting close to campus. I'm seeing which way I'd head home. Suddenly I realize how much better it would be to go crash first than to go all the way to the science department. Uh, come to think of it, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who will be in what office, uh, but I do know that uh, my bet is that way. Uh, if I'm going to, uh, uh, if I'm going to head there myself anyway, I think I will leave you, gentlemen, to recover in your own ways on your own time. Uh, All right. I I'm need gonna, sleep. I'm going to head to my my dorm too, and uh, it's it's the middle of the morning though, isn't it? So. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, you guys got on the first train out, so that would have been in the morning. Um, but I was thinking, just for the sake of the story, uh, the train, I think, you know, it's slow. Um, even though it's a direct route, you still have stops every so often, so it's, okay. it takes a while. So just for the sake, I think we'll say it's like mid-afternoon. Okay. Um, and then, can you guys remind me... Uh, Tug, you just had mentioned the dormitory, so you're on campus. Uh, Jerry, you're off campus, right? You have yeah. a house or an apartment? I rent a house. Rent a house. And Danny and Jasper, do you? Um, I yeah, think I'm, I, I'm on campus. I think I'll say I'm on campus as well. Okay. I'm, 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 I mean, I want to try and move to a different room because I've got that idiot Barlow opposite me. Oh. He's a classic student. You I've know they're all perverts, classic students. You know that. Honestly, some of those drawings. <laughs> Jerry, do you have <laughs> you have a vehicle? If I recall, um, how do you how do you get about? It's close enough to walk. I don't mm -hmm. recall having a vehicle actually. Okay, that's fine. I, I was just trying to refresh my own. Yeah. As Jerry's walking away, Danny shouts, um, stay away from the trees. The first thing Danny will do when he gets to his dormitory is go and uh, tuck his pistol away to wherever it is he would keep it, you know, at the bottom of the, the wardrobe or something like that, you know, pack it away. And... Wait, they, uh, quick out of here to question, did they actually give us our weapons back? Mm -hmm. If you made your luck roll, yeah. If you made your luck roll. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't remember whether I made a luck roll or not. Uh, hey, that's realistic, isn't it? Okay. So I'm assuming I don't, in fact, have my uh, firearm. Correct. Is that correct? Okay. Um, if you remember right, your firearm was actually missing. Oh, right. So there was no option for them to give it back because as far as I know, the law doesn't have it. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Um, my... my, um, my... Um, small crude flint knife wouldn't have been classified as a weapon, would it? And I am an anthropology no. student. I mean, I've got every reason to pick up a little bit of uh, napped flint and think, oh, that's interesting. I'll keep that in my pocket. With the other bit of well, you know what? I'm thinking, would the deputy have been on the ball enough to do a search? And I think he would have said, I think he would have. But at the same time, I think he would have patted you down found this sort of crude stone, you know, and kind of looked at it and like just tossed it aside as if it was like a whistle, you know, like, you know, what are you going to do with this? 
but realizing that you know it was sharp and pointy he didn't want you to have it while you were in the jail cell but when you left he gave it back to you because it's a rock <laughs> oh well i've got that so you could say i'm in like flint there you go i'm just gonna go up to the dorm uh, uh get undressed and climb into bed and i'm sorry i'll uh, leave I assume uh, I assume my roommate will be in later because he's probably either still in class or he'll. Uh... Uh, technically, the school has not started yet. Okay, well then he's out with friends. Um, you got you know you're still you can like the library's open. You can still prepare for school. You know uh, the buildings are open. Teachers are filtering in. So I mean it's still busy. It's just not actually started. That's all. I believe September 10th is the first day of school. Okay. I think um, my immediate plan is that I am going to uh, go and have a wash and then I'm going to uh, lie down on my bed and have uh, a little nap for half an hour uh, and then find myself uh, a little bit surprised and bewildered when I wake up the next morning. <laughs> uh, Jerry probably... Uh takes the bath and cleans up, leaving the jar where he can see it, not on the edge of any counter or surface it could be knocked from to the floor by a tired or clumsy person, mm -hmm. uh, takes Perfect. the bath, uh, gets out of the bath, just tries to wake himself up a bit, decides how crazy this is, decides he doesn't care how crazy it is, fishes around in his like small collection of like random occult and Alistair Crowley books and tries to do some kind of protection right like out of the book, you know, holding it with one hand, probably using like a kitchen knife or something, uh, totally ill-equipped, uh, decides he feels safer and sleeps with the jar again where he could reach it, where he could see it if he wakes up, not near the edge of a bedside table where he could knock it off in his sleep, but certainly not put anywhere out of sight. Yeah. Did we get a well, uh, hit point back for sleeping? Hit points, yes. Uh, what are your current statuses? Like how many have you lost? Seven out of 10. Seven out I, of 10. I've lost three. Three, three, three out of 12. Jasper and Danny, how many have you lost? None. None. Uh, also Show none. Off. Show off. So, so, I gun. I'll say Tug and Jerry, you easily get one back, and I'll just say I'm being nice to you, so do a 1d4 to see if you get the other two back. Oh. Wait, no, wait. 1d... 1d4, so 1 and 2 would be 1.3 and 4 would be 2 points. Okay, so I got two points back total. So you're full health. And how about sanity? Same thing? Sanity? No. Sanity was, uh, we went over that, I think, last time with the, there were some rewards given out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I'm, why I marked this one. Okay. And uh, I'm back up to full health now. Great. Great. How, how about luck? Physically, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot now the numbers. Tug, you lost... Seven? Seven. And Danny, you lost five. Five. Jasper, how much luck did you spend? I didn't spend any. Okay. Jerry? I have two points of luck remaining out of oh. uh, <laughs> out of an original 
I don't, uh, I don't know where the original was written down. If it was written down, it must have been. Um, oh yeah, on the type sheet, I have it. Uh, yes, my original luck was 50. I now have two. Wow. Do you realize when you get to no luck, you just disappear? <laughs> <laughs> down an open manhole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's extreme. I wasn't expecting that. Neither was I. So how about Tug and Danny? Why don't you guys roll a D8? Uh, Jerry... Oh, I, th I remember rolling something. That's why I have two. Before I rolled, I had one. So you had us roll something. I rolled one. I got one back. And I have two. I got one point. I'm back up to 70. Jerry, do a... Let me see, I'm trying to do math in my head. Do a one... Do a 1D 100, but take half. Okay. Uh, I guess Jerry could decide to uh, like open one of his books and try to like be like, where is the spell for luck? <laughs> okay. So take like, theoretically, you, get, you could get all 50 points back, but... Uh, right, so it's a uh, half of a D 100? Yeah, let's do that. See how lucky you actually are. Uh, I rolled a ni I rolled ninety nine, so <laughs> apparently so. Hey, wow, it worked. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to do anything for Jerry's sanity, but it helped his luck. Yeah, that's great. That that's quite lucky because yeah. the G the GM is about to ask you to roll a luck roll to see if anything crawls out of that jar on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the idea of getting luck back, and I always just picture characters running around looking for black cats <laughs> to stroke. <laughs> <laughs> we're chasing this terrified dwarf down the road. Just go, I want to rub your head. <laughs> say, Look, I'm a 54-year-old accountant. Leave me alone. I'm just getting on with my life. Why not? Let's, let's say that in Jerry's uh, somewhat uh, manic, uh, frazzled uh, condition, he uh, decides he uh, needs to do something to raise his uh, fortunes and more or less figure something out, or thinks he has, I think is more the... More the point. So Jerry now believes he has succeeded in making himself uh, more fortunate, which you know, I think fits his, that fits his particular particular, particular degeneration of sanity. I think I'm going to take that idea. I want to run with it. I got. It. <laughs> I guess I deserve it after rolling a 99 just to get my luck back. So yeah. let's let's um. Uh, man, I'm tempted. You said you said earlier about doing the the ritual with a a knife, right? Like a yeah. I'm assuming he doesn't actually do this stuff really, so he doesn't have any of the tools. So he just got a knife from the kitchen. Yeah, like a like a steak knife or a butter knife or. I'm sure he. I'm sure he bothered to find a steak knife. The butter knife is just too ridiculous, and I'm sure he has steak knives. All right, here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you use your luck, your brand new luck, right away. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm gonna give you two options. So Jerry's going to believe that he's got his newfound luck because he has a lucky charm. Oh well, in that case, we'll just assume that he's actually trying to make himself a talisman according to some 
Okay, but but where I want the little luck the luck world command is Jerry's not sure whether or not it's this new form of the talisman or if it's the jar. Well that makes I'm sure Jerry is still rational enough to very well think it could be either. And he's certainly never letting the jar out of his sight anyway, if he can help it. So So then that will which one would you which one would you want it to be? And then we'll put that to a luck roll. Which one would I want it to be or which one would Jerry want it to be? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. Wow, what an interesting question. Huh, which one would he want it to be? I guess he would want it to be the talisman because that meant that all that stuff works and he'd have control over it. Mm -hmm. It would be really creepy and actually exceedingly disturbing if it was the jar. So let's do a luck roll. If you pass your luck roll, it's your talisman. If you fail it, Jerry's more so, inclined. To so funny. All right. Uh, I failed it. So okay. what causes him to think it's the jar? Or does he not know why he thinks? Yeah, it? he's, he thinks he's it. not quite sure, but I just, he's, he's got that now, that seed of doubt. You know? Well, okay. So you're saying he thinks it could be the jar. Right. Like, okay. he, you know, he rationalized it to be the talisman. Right. But now he's like, oh man, but right. was it? Well, well, probably there's uh, one other explanation. He also puts the talisman on top of the jar when he goes to sleep. He wakes up, he may or may not dream anything, I guess you'll tell me, but when I wake up, what do I see? Jar, talisman. Perhaps I also see that the jar isn't as close to the, probably I fell asleep worrying it was too close to the edge of the thing. Maybe in my sleep, I think I almost knock it off. I wake up, it's just sort of toward the edge, but it's the wrong edge. Did I almost knock the jar off? Maybe the jar is actually lucky now. Maybe I've used up the luck from the talisman on the jar. I look at the talisman and realize it's all wrong anyway. I was sleep deprived, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure I really believe in this stuff, but I know there's something weird about the jar. Obviously, it's like otherworldly, literally probably. So I guess it's uh, gotta be the jar. Maybe I shouldn't mess with the jar, but I should keep the jar with me at all times. <laughs> so. And I'll, I'll just throw one more thing. You know, it, it's in the, the back of your mind if something happens to that talisman slash jar, maybe you're going to lose your luck. Oh, that would, I would expect that if it would be such a horribly unlucky thing. I don't even yeah. know. Right. It would be cala a calamity for science, magic, and uh, my sanity and, and luck also. So yeah, the jar is the thing. I take a very good look at the jar without taking the risk of exposing it to directly to too much light, but I've never really taken a good look. I'm not opening it but I really am taking a look. What do I see in the jar? Luck. A rabbit's foot. I was trying to hold back there, uh, Tom, but that was too good. <laughs> Leprechaun. I I, want, I I wanted to say I wanted to say there uh, that Jerry saw his own face in the jar. <laughs> um, broken pieces of mirror. <laughs> so all the bad luck is sealed inside. <laughs> it's like um, a liquidy jelly almost. Um, it's a very darkish brown color um but when you kind of like move it around and all there's there are 
objects in the jelly that are sort of moving with it. Oh. Um, maybe about like that big or so. Um, but it's hard to like they like it's hard to tell what they are because they kind of look brown too because of the, the jelly. So probably I'm still feeling pretty tripped out. Hopefully not hung over too much anymore. But uh, oh, what time is it when I wake up? Is it dark out or light? Um, you tell me. Uh, well, I would assume that Jerry's going to sleep for like over 10 hours. So okay, uh, probably maybe more, uh, but, but well, he's not like... averse to waking up at night. He wouldn't try to sleep through through the morning because he's a night person anyway. So. Okay. Let, let's just say then like uh, before dawn. So it's like kind of dark. Okay. Okay, this is great. So he knows nothing is going to happen at the university till like well morning. So uh, he's going to sit there <laughs> trying to scry in the darkness of the jar, both for practical purposes because he wants to know what's in there, but he doesn't want to open it. But also, if it's the magic lucky jar now, maybe he'll gain some insight into the otherworldly beings from whence the jar, you know, originated. So uh, that might put me. Uh, I don't know how long everyone else is going to take to uh, do their thing, but Jerry's going to be tripping on the jar for a little while until we're all back together. Okay. So you can tell me later if uh, anything happens other than he gets really bored all right. or, or really crazy or both. Um, Jasper, you woke up normal time, say in the morning, you slept all night. Uh, anything you want to do upon waking? Um, yeah, I've got this, I have this weirdest dream. Um, I've got this strange desire to um, uh, buy a really big packet of uh, chips and and um, and some dip. <laughs> Didn't Jerry have a jar of something? I and wonder the, what that tastes like. It looks quite savory. Same question to Tug and Dan. You guys want to do anything special when you first wake? Yeah, I get up my usual time, 6 a.m. I go out and I row out to the island and then back and forth, and then come back, okay. clean up. I think Danny would be uh, starving when he wakes up after everything, so he goes and gets himself some snacks. And as I'm, as I'm rowing, I'm wondering if, uh, if Cherry's ever going to get up enough nerve to taste those rat's testicles that are in that jar that he's <laughs> got. <laughs> so... Tug, when you return to your dorm room, mm -hmm. Danny, when you're sitting there eating a decent breakfast, first decent food you've had in a long time, Jasper, you see it, hear a noise from your door, and Jerry, you sort of come out of your trance and you are looking around your 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 living room, and all of three of you basically have a note slid under your door. Oh, God, it's not Barlow again. What the hell? What's he complaining now, about? If we thing? have a roommate, is our roommate there yet? Or, well, it would be, they would have slept there, wouldn't they? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But I see it first. Yeah, yep. my, 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 my mom um, made sure I got a room on my own because I'm um, sensitive. All right. So Danny just looks at his note like everybody else. Yep. Um, basically, it, it's a nice 
envelope. It's got your name on it. And when you open it up, it's an official looking letter from the, the dean, um, dean of the school. And it's basically instructing you guys to meet at his office at 8 a.m. Shit. Well, we're going to get into trouble. I got to take a quick shower. Yeah. Do the same. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to have a shower. And then after the shower, I'm going to fill the sink with uh, cold water and just plunge my head into it. And then... I'm going to finally get to find out that question that I've wanted to know for so long. And that's why, why are all the people in charge named Dean? <laughs> well... Not all, yeah, but not all of them go into um, the academic sphere, do they? Dean Kane. Dean Martin. Um, he, he went, yeah, Dean Martin. Um, he went into music and drinking. Dean Kane went into acting, as did um, uh, the other Dean. Um, um, his name, I, his surname, I can't remember, who was in Quantum Leap. Um, Wait. You're talking future stuff. Stop it. <laughs> it's as if somebody came back from the future and that was in the past. About it. Yeah. And uh, and of course Dean Gaffney, who was the sidekick of an Alsatian in uh, a, 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 a British soap opera. Well, right. sorry, German is, Shepherd. That, Danny, is to the office when it's all ready. I'm all right. I'm all on my way to the office too. Sure. Uh, his name is actually Marinus. I don't know if I'm saying Mar that correct. Marinus. Marinus. Bickness. Uh, Jerry tries to put on his, uh, tries to dress up, put on his best clothes. Okay. Um, not like, I, I, eh, probably his like dressiest clothes that you'd ever wear to campus. Um, so. Uh, assuming he has probably, and he doesn't wear them often, so I'm sure they're clean. Uh, so, best jacket, best uh, tithing. Okay. Uh, obviously has the jar. Uh, hopefully not too much of a like crazy bulge in the jacket pocket. Um, and uh, makes a rare effort to be punctual, which I guess is okay because he woke up at like three in the morning. So I think I can manage. I'm 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 usually relatively well turned out, but but I do tend to be wearing a a rather um, ratty looking old uh, raccoon skin coat. Um, I'm going to leave my raccoon skin. I'll leave my raccoon skin coat uh, in my dorm room this time and venture out in just my suit and my hat. And I can hear my mom's voice in my ear saying, Tug, you got to dress up nice to talk to the dean. So that's what I do. That's, that's me. <laughs> Come on, we've got to go. Uh, so, and, you really need, and you need to start locking your room, Tug, for goodness sake. Uh, Anyone. He left the door unlocked. Damn it, man. Um, so the letter was just put under the door? Yep. Okay. And right. even with effort, no weird dreams were called? Correct. Okay. Yep. This is the first decent night's sleep you guys have had in a very long time. Fair enough. Okay, so head there. So, 
yeah, you guys make it, make your way over to the dean's office. Uh, there's a secretary there. She, you know, welcomes you in and tells you to just sit there and wait until he calls you in. So is you, it just us four? Yeah. Um, for some reason, Charlie's not there. Okay. Um, the, uh, so there's like a series of chairs lined up. You guys are all sitting in the chair and you're basically waiting. You guys want to talk at all or fast forward? Yes. Do you guys think that we're in trouble? Yeah, I think we might be. Or you think they're going to tell us that everybody in the whole thing disappeared except for us? No, the, I, I think there's, it's the cops. They would have just said we were causing trouble. You know? Just as long as they don't sell, tell us that we're being sent down, I couldn't. Jeff, what do we know about the dean? Please telling my parents that. Very little, actually. I mean, you know, I, I would think most students really rarely pay attention as to who's who's who. I mean, you might know the name, but he's an ancient Roman named Bar Marinus Bicknus. <laughs> sounds no, no, like no, no. oh no, sounds like a disease. No. I came was down with a bad case of Marinus Bictus. Was, wasn't the Reichstag burned down by someone called Marinus something? Um, so after... Three, sorry, I was having another premonition, sorry. So, after what seems to be a very long time, eventually the uh, secretary gets up and she says, the dean will see you now. Let you guys into his office. There's two chairs uh, in front of his desk. Um, what do you guys do? And he's behind his desk and he's just looking down on his desk and he's writing. I'll stand up. People who can talk good should, should sit. I stay standing now. I'm, I'm going to stand up because I just I simply haven't got the courage to be the first one to sit down. And seeing as everybody else is standing, I just stand with <laughs> Yeah. Looking awkward. So again, after what seems to be a long period of time, just he's basically just letting you guys sit there and squirm. He finally puts his pen down and he looks up at the four of you. And he just starts shaking his head. What what do you guys have to say for yourself? I, I can't imagine the amount of trouble that you've gotten into. Is everybody else okay? Did everybody come back? They're supposed to be back today from what I hear. Sir, I, 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 I hope you'll believe me when I say to you that um, he, everything he cuts we did... You off. He cuts you off mid-sentence and, and he takes out another sheet of paper and he starts looking at it and he says, it says here, disorderly conduct, drunkenness, in the time of prohibition, um, uh, raucous behavior. I mean, he just starts going down this list and then he looks at you, Jerry, and he says, and you, Mr. Dorn, assaulting a police officer, resisting arrest. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you're standing here in front of me and you're still not in that little jail cell. They're not being honest with you, sir. You're telling me the police chief of this small town in Vermont is lying to me? 
Sure, he started giving He's us trouble huh? first day that we arrived there. That's, this, this is true, sir. They clearly didn't really want us to be there, sir. Uh, they made that they made that clear. They, uh, I don't think they were interested in outsiders poking around, learning anything about their town. Least of all, folklorists. Maybe they didn't mind about the sci the scientists, but they believe some strange things there, and uh, well, there are a few strange things there as well. I think they were Certainly trying to scare sorry. us. I think they were trying to scare us. They were making noises and they were throwing things at the at the cabin when at night and making us think things were out in the forest. It was it was at first was, we thought it was, it was very hostile and insular, wasn't it? Well, at first we thought it was kind of funny, but then it started to get really bad. And last night it was terrible. It was like there was something attacking the whole house. Everybody was scared. I still don't know what to make of it, but uh, clearly uh, clearly those people either have something to hide or think they do. And in a town like that... He's listening well, sir, to all of you. Well, sir, I don't think you'd find it surprising if the local police were just as much... Uh, or if not more hostile to outsiders than the villagers would be. Well, so, something happened because when, when the policeman came to the house, we thought he was he was there to help us. Um, and, and we went to the police station because we thought we were giving evidence about something bad that had happened. And and then suddenly we 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 became the suspects. And he, did, he didn't want to even listen to our side of the story. And 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 he just all but stood there and 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 told us this list of things he was making up. I think he was trying to impress the sheriff, because when he wasn't around the sheriff, he was acting nice towards us, and then he kind of lured us in and suddenly treated us like criminals. Only honestly, sir, we're we're miskatonic men through and through. None of us is a drunken reprobate at all. They didn't like city people. They didn't want us there. And excuse me, sir, but we also found a missing girl from the the village when nobody else did, and yes, we br we brought them brought her back to the police, and then this is what they did. I do you know. I think that the police were just. I think it was just sour grapes because we found the girl and they didn't. Maybe that's that's all I think it was that they just they just resented that. It certainly does seem uh, to their discredit that uh, again in such a small community, uh, a. Uh, uh, mentally unfit uh, young woman could wander alone into the woods and be uh, discovered by uh, by students uh, tied in a cabin. They had to assert it, their authority, sir. It was, it's, if, if I may say so, it's it's not unlike the, the behaviour of higher primates. It was a, it was an unsettling experience. And with with that, he like he slammed his hand down on the desk and he's like, "All right, enough." Enough of these stories. I can't take this anymore. You guys are all over the map. You can't even get your stories straight. I don't want to hear any more of this. Just, I want you to know one thing, two things. Number one, you guys better straighten up and fly right. This is going on your permanent record. You managed to somehow keep yourselves out of jail for the moment, but be aware 
you, you guys, I'll be watching you. Dismissed. All right. Well, I don't see nothing on the way out. <laughs> Me neither. Apparently, some luck is rubbing off on us from somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind. It's kind of gooey. Huh. Uh, so, like, once we're out, it's like, oh my god, guys, what the fuck? We've we've been totally set up here. Oh, hey, uh, hey uh, Jeff, I didn't want to interrupt the uh, Dean's uh, monologue, but uh, <laughs> I would like to roll psychology to see if he actually believed us or if he looked like he did. You don't need the roll. He, he oh, really? Okay. He didn't okay, him. really? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he's an idiot then. Um, so. Just so everybody knows, that's, like, that's not necessarily me being bad at role-playing, being angry. That's like me being angry, so... No, it, it makes total sense. They're he not seemed, gonna uh, seemed, at least say. No, no he, he, he seemed uh, about as like an angry as like a uh, high administrator really would be, right? Like he's not personally insulted, really. He just wants us to know it's not, not appropriate. Right, uh, right. So. Besides, besides, there's nothing wrong with drinking, just <laughs> prohibition. Yeah. He's probably sitting with his whiskey flask in his drawer there. Yeah, he's I, probably I, having I some. He did his probably having some right now. Of drinking in his undergraduate days. Well, from what I understand, isn't the prohibition is about the buying and selling of alcohol? We didn't buy any alcohol. You know, back in the dean's day, they had drinking societies here. Right, proper also, drinking. Probably still part. Of course, they did, but uh, that was a civilized time. The we should pro opens we should. up and he looks at and he's like. <laughs> We should go back there and burn their entire village to the ground. I don't think that would happen. I like the idea of that. I think we should just adopt that as as um, the answer to all. Yeah, this could, this could be a, a new political ideology. Has anybody got access to dynamite? No. Maybe the chemists. Do you want me to ask? I'm going to the library. You guys coming? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. I need to. Uh, I, I need to, I need to go see uh, who will be available when uh, in the laboratories. Okay, all right. And uh, then I'll meet you all at the library. Danny and Jasper, where are you going? Oh, I'm yes, I'm going to the library. I I need the library right now. <laughs> I crave the quiet. Um, Danny's were thinking uh, he could maybe go and speak to the head of the folklore kind of if there's a lecture or if he's around he might not be around at this time I don't know if not I'll just go to the library with other guys um Bilbo Bradley yeah well, that's what we call him the yep figures nope here we go um the first person that comes to your mind, Danny, the person that you would want to talk to is actually Professor Harold, who is the one who organized the whole folklore trip. Okay. Uh, but he's the one that went into the town and rescued you from the jail cell and sent you back. So he's currently not there. He's uh, Okay. I'll go to the library with the guys then. Okay. All right. All right. 
Um, Jerry, let's uh, go with you because you said you were going to be returning yeah. to the library. Well, right? I, I'm thinking if you if you want to play it, if it's easier for us to stay together, uh, it could well be that it's obvious by going into the uh, uh, College of Sciences, finding the chemistry department, that uh, nobody's in the labs right now, but they will be back at such an hour that will allow me to join up uh, everyone at the library, and then I can take us all off to the chemists if people, other people want to come. Or if you want to play a quick scene, either way, it's fine. Yeah, but. just tell me what what's your intent? Like, what are you? Oh well, my intent like? is to uh, my intent is to uh, unless I now have a different intent, and you'll have to tell me if I do, <laughs> given my different uh, experience of the jar. But if I wasn't able to discern anything just from staring at it, I'm still a scientifically minded uh, sort. So I want to take it to uh, the uh, organic chemistry people. Uh, see if uh, they can take a sample of it and make some sense of it. Uh, they're probably not going to get him to leave the whole jar. And if they, well, I hope they don't try and so does Jerry, I guess, but uh, we can play that out if they do. But the, the goal is to open it uh, under controlled conditions, let them have a sample. Maybe if I can see there's stuff in there, maybe let them, maybe let them try to fish the stuff out or part of the stuff, or one of the stuffs, uh, okay. but obviously he really wants to know what it is. Uh, and if it has special properties, that would be even more important to know, right, than just like sitting in a jar. Uh, and he knows, I mean, he'll he'll want to be, an, or he knows he's not a scientist, but he's good at observing the natural world, so he want to be around for the test if they do one sort of look, you know, what does it smell like, you know, all the sensory stuff about the jar. So here's how, how I think when, when you get to the the correct location, the correct room, um, you open a door and inside there's um, what they called uh, like a teacher's assistant sort of thing. Sure. Um, so not an actual professor, but you know, somebody right. who either works for him or possibly another student. Um, right. And, you know, he kind of looks up and you explain to him what you kind of explained to me. Um, and now he's, he's just sort of like looking at you like, why and where did you get this? Like, what, what are you going to tell him? Uh, it's a sample uh, uh, retrieved from uh, some uh, old uh, stores of... Uh, well, I'm not sure what. You see, we were we were doing folkloristic research in this uh, town of Cobb's Corners, Vermont. Uh, we had uh, gone along with the uh, uh, geology students who had. Uh, do you do you know that? Uh, I can't quite recall the name that uh, that oil company uh, that. Uh, came up with a lot of funding sponsorship for the department. Does that ring a bell? I can't quite recall the name. And like I said, I do folklore, not science. Uh, obviously, Jeff Cherry knows he's lying. Uh, he just wants to see whether the person looks like they know what he's talking about. Do they? He has a confused look on his face. Uh, uh, maybe it was a different department. Anyway, uh, the folklore students had gone along with the science students. Uh, while we were there, we thought we'd uh, learn about local law. It turns out there were all, all, manner, of, uh, all manner of witchcraft legends and uh, strange Indian tales, and sure enough, uh, some uh, some old woman had uh, acquired 
what looked like extensive uh, supplies of old uh, recipes and such not, uh, but uh, some of them predated her. They'd been in some root cellar for uh, God knows how many years. And, uh, well, I'm just rightly quite curious as to what it is. It doesn't do much good to uh, correlate uh, folkloric research about uh, folk remedies without knowing what's actually in the thing. Do you think this is dangerous? Well, I wouldn't recommend uh, wouldn't recommend the first test to be a taste test. I may well have hallucinogenic uh, properties. Okay, he, he says, just leave it on my desk and come back in about a couple, a couple hours. Give me a couple hours. Well, if uh, I have nowhere else to be, if you don't mind, uh, I mean, I'm no uh, no chemist by any means, but uh, I have a passing interest in natural sciences. Uh, do you mind if I uh, uh, wait along while you uh, perform the test? I haven't opened it yet. I was afraid to uh, expose it to the air under uncontrolled conditions. Uh, he he kind of is a little bit hesitant, and he's like, I don't really mind. It's just that I have to do these other things first. So if you don't if you don't mind waiting, we can. That's fine. No rush. Uh, I don't mind. Okay. All right, then in that case, I'm going to go back to the library where it'll be just the three of you guys. Oh. What are you looking for? Um, I'm just glad to be in the peace and quiet of the library for a moment. Um, I I'm going to see if there's any folklore from the Indians in the Vermont, in southern Vermont if there's any mentions of any animals living in the woods. Um, do you know, I'm, I'm going to go in a very similar direction and, and look for old uh, newspaper accounts or um, just accounts from settlers, but princ principally in, in uh, newspapers going back as far as I can for uh, that area. Or actually, there must be quite a lot of... Um, there must be quite a lot of folklore generally for Vermont. I think uh, while the guys are getting their noses into books and that, uh, Danny will look for the librarian if they're around and ask them if they know about the trip that we were on and talk, talk about the area and ask them if there's anything specific to that kind of area in the library. Did you say talk about the alien? The, no, the area. Area. Of the, 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 the trip. Okay. Gotcha. Unless, unless it was Area 51, but. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Um, the librarian did not know about the trip. Um, so uh, she doesn't have a lot to add to that. Um, I'll ask Tug and Jasper to do library rules. Okay. Oh, I got thirty nine out of forty. That's pretty good. Okay. Um that's pretty good for Tug. <laughs> Tug I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Tug, I'm going to say you find 
uh, a book about the Abenaki Indians, the legends. Apparently they were uh, a tribe in the Vermont area. Okay. Um, the Abenaki. Jasper, I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of give you the reverse. Um, you're in the Miskatonic Library, which is actually known for having quite a large selection about folklore. So it's almost like you're overwhelmed with the stuff that you're finding. You know what I mean? It's almost like too much information. Mm. Um, so there's a whole wealth of, of folklore for the region, but none of it actually concerning any of the things that we've seen. I'll, I'll kind of give you the short version in that, you know, being folklore, it's always mixed with half-truths. Mm -hmm. So just when you think, ah, this is exactly what we saw, then in the very next sentence it says, well, you know, they didn't have long tentacle type mouths, but instead they had whiskers, you know, like long whiskers. So it's like everything is like, sometimes it's, it seems like you're on the right track and sometimes there are things that do make sense with what you saw, but then, you know, you, you start to then wonder and question, well, maybe they're talking about something different or, mm. you know, it's just, so it's just really hard to be projecting. Right. Mm. Danny, after a while, Danny's probably getting bored. Could he specifically go and his, his not, library is not very good, but could he specifically try and find something on the kind of mole men, uh, natural world kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Can I give it a go? Sure. Yeah. 0-6. Wow. Out of 25. Hold on. Let me check. Yeah, 25. He's never this lucky in the library. And I hate to do this to you, but you don't find anything. But he finds a, a really good magazine or something, so it's reading it about shooting. Yeah. Fish, yeah, fish he's said, hunting. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's excellent. It's the best, one of the best magazines he's read. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's just when Ken was saying that. It's, uh, for, for me, the audio just cut out for just just a moment when he was saying the word shooting, which made it sound <laughs> like he was saying something much ruder and funnier. So, <laughs> Maybe that's what he was reading. <laughs> yes, written. It was, it was uh, a vintage publication. Maybe it was Kellogg. One of these <laughs> 1930s rude magazines, you know. Oh, I was thinking it was for something along the, the, the sort of health and uh, the sanit <laughs> sanitary concerns thing. Maintaining a healthy bowel. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me trying to do a Sean Connery accent. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's a bit anticlimactic, but I'm going to say you guys kind of spend the rest of the morning there. Um, if, if you have any sort of direct questions, you can maybe ask me and I'll see if I can fill things in. Um, 
but well, it's you know, well, there is there is something I'd quite like to ask the librarian. Okay. Um, I was just wondering. Um, uh, how would I, if I had the name of of, of a company which I think is a, um, a quite a large national company, um, how how would I go about finding out who who the names of the people on the board of that company were? Um, is that something we'd we'd have here in in the in the university library, or would I maybe need to go to the chamber of commerce or something to to find that out? It's a good question. Do I think that's a good library role? So it's almost like a luck role to see what you can find, um, see how much she or he can help you. I got 10 out of 40. Wow. Okay. Now, mind you, God. I may not be able to answer all your questions, but just give me one second to open. Let's see if this is going to tell me. Okay. I have a little bit of information. Um, you were looking to find out, so the name of the company is the Federated Oil and Chemical Company. Mm -hmm. um, a successful company. Uh, was what, what in particular were you looking for again? Um, I'd like to know um, who their um, uh, chief executives are. The, um, uh, I'd also quite like to. I mean, I wouldn't be able to find it out here. Um, I'd have to ask one of one of the people involved. But I'd also quite like to find out who exactly it was who liaised to arrange the trip. But um, I'm very interested to find out um, primarily who the, who their chief executives are um, and what their activities are in the immediate locale. If they have an office or anything. They're probably in Boston, I don't know. The CEO or president is named Mr. Michael Abelard. Abelard. A-B-E-L-A-R-D. Um... It seems as though, I might have to correct this later, but I think I'm getting this right if memory serves. It seems their core uh, headquarters, they're where they're based out of, is actually in Canada. So they're, they're, they're an international company. Um, as far as like what they're doing in that area, there's no real, no real details about that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's no surprise, is it? These big chemical combines have got their fingers in so many pies. Right. And they're not always upfront of what they're doing. But, um, just trying to think. The, uh, the crash happened in October 29, didn't it? I believe you're right. October so they're, doing quite, they're yeah. doing quite well. 
they're paying for trips for uh, students. Yeah, or maybe you could look at that the other way in that they're getting cheap labor by doing it through students. It could be. Yeah, maybe it's hoping, hoping to hit something uh, worth their while, aren't they? And minimizing the survey costs. Yeah, that makes sense. What um, you got a really good score, didn't you? I did. Yes. Yes, ten, I think, or something. Um, I'm just going to give you one other little chunk of information. There's only a brief mention of it in one of the newspaper articles that you come across, in that the CEO's president, his son, is uh, junior, um, and he apparently had uh, an accident, and he's no longer living. Does it say anything about the, the, the nature of the accident? It doesn't really get in, into any details. It's sort of like it, it wasn't the main focus of the newspaper article. It was just uh, a passing like, you know, well, had his, had his son been still alive, he may have taken over the company, that, you know, something like that. Hmm. I'll... Um... What's the uh, um, what's the American equivalent of the Financial Times? That would be the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I will make um, a mental note to. Um, well, did you know? Not only I, I'll make a mental note to start reading the uh, the Wall Street Journal in future. I think actually I'll I'll look through it today. Just to, um, I'd quite like to see how um, the uh, Federated Oil and Chemical share price is holding up whether they're doing well, getting by, or doing poorly. So I would um, say getting by. Getting by. Hmm. Okay. Um, anybody else? I'll go back to Jerry. Jerry, the scientist, student, assistant, he eventually turns to you and he says, right, so let's take a look at this. Uh, and he takes it and he's looking at it first of all, and he, he first thing is he's inspecting the jar itself. There's nothing fancy about it, right? I mean, it's just, it's an old jar basically. Um, but it seems to be, what do you call it? Um, is it the mason jar with the seal on it, the top? Seal. Yeah. So it seems to be sealed. Um, but he, he's looking at you about, you know, when he asked you about whether or not it was dangerous and you kind of give him a, you know, it might be. So he brings it over to one of those, um, what are they called? Uh, where, where there's like a sliding glass, uh, like a, a shield. hood almost, yeah. shield. So it's just a little workstation, you know, he can put it behind glass, reach his arms around, and he starts to unscrew it. And you hear like a little suction noise to it. Um, and he lifts the lid off, and you can see that kind of like gooey brown stuff is still stuck to the lid. Um, and he takes a little sample of it. Um, is there anything you want to ask him, like while he's doing it, or are you just kind of sitting quietly observing? Um, if something 
if I observe something that would inspire me to ask him a question, I might. Otherwise, I don't really want to like interrupt him. If he, if he's doing something that I don't understand what he's doing, I might ask. If it's weird enough or, to me. Um, otherwise, I just want to carefully observe, see if I notice anything interesting. Now, you're catching me off guard because I'm not a scientist either. So, <laughs> but I'm trying to think based on what I do know. You know, he, he he starts doing what are like considered the easy tests first. Um, and well, let's just do this. So, you know, he's, he's rather meticulous about it. He, he's, he's afraid at first that it might be dangerous, but after he like he catches a whiff of it, kind of turns his nose like it smells horrible. Um, uh, horrible like what? Yeah, like foul, like like something rotten or dead. Um, but that's in a way that's a good sign because like he was kind of expecting like it might smell like gasoline right. or- Can I smell that from where I'm standing? Do a smell test or a spot hidden. <laughs> smell hidden. Smell hidden. <laughs> smell hidden. Cause he's trying to be careful with it. So uh, Heart, um, extreme success. Okay, yeah. He kind of walks past you and you get a waft in your face. And, and is it, as he said, horrible yeah. and rotten? Yep. It smells nasty. Like a dead animal or a dead plant? Dead plant? But there's also, there's like a, there's almost like a, a hint of like sweetness. Like something yeah. smells sweet. Um, so he first, you know, he, he, he does those sort of basic observations. Then he puts it on a slide and he takes it under a microscope. He starts looking at it on the microscope. Um, and after what seems to be a really long time, um, he kind of like, he's got some notes. He's got some things written down. And finally, he looks at the paper and he looks it back up at you. And he says, it's a can, it's a jar of uh, preserved peaches. Well, apparently they're not preserved very well. Nothing else in there? That's, from what I can tell, that's all it is. It just looks like maybe some air got in there, or it wasn't done correctly, and it spoiled. And... They're your lucky peaches, Jerry. Well, if there was anything more interesting down there, I wish I'd have uh, taken that instead. And he, he sort of just looks, at, looks at you and he takes the jar and he, he looks at you like, do you want them back? I suppose. Okay. I try not to look like I actually care because I realize that's weird, but uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I head over to the library. Sure. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, not this time. Okay. All right. So you catch up with uh, the guys. 93 isn't, 93 isn't bad enough to be terrible, right? It's just bad. That's pretty bad. But okay. Yeah. So it's we'll a 93. Say, we'll just say you're, you're not paying attention. So 
you, you oh, I'm just... pretty disappointed about the peaches. Yep. At least I know that the only reason they're lucky peaches is probably because I made them lucky peaches. That's probably it. That's right. So you meet up with the other guys at the library. What do you guys want to do now? Well, does Jerry what did you find? Uh, well, I asked these guys what they found. Um, I found stuff on the uh, Abenaki tribe. Uh, like what? They're Algonquin speakers. Well, they have a lot of they have a lot of animal spirits and stuff like pugwudgies that live in the woods. And do they have mole spirits? No, they just seem to be. I mean, there's like uh, Azaban and Miko, which are tree like uh, raccoons and and squirrels. It's mostly corresponda. Pugwidgies is probably the closest that would come because they're like little little people that live in the woods, but well, it doesn't give any descriptions of them. Uh, I suppose I'll uh, take a look through the same section. I uh, paid some special attention to Indian law uh, the last few years. Uh, I even reviewed it before we uh, departed. Uh, maybe something will stand out. So, Jeff, I look through the same section. Okay. Um... Oh, you got your lucky peaches. Maybe you'll get lucky. <laughs> I don't tell you guys that's what they are. Uh, <laughs> I should I even roll Jeff? Or, <laughs> <laughs> should I roll Jeff or what? Danny asked Jerry, is it demon brains? Is that not? No. Is it, is it molasses? Closer. It's uh, just improper preserves, or at least that's all it looks like chemically. He's been uh, he's been so obsessed with them that he's always held them in his hand like this. And if you turn the bottle around, it says peaches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, did you want me to roll anything, Jeff? Or well, do I need to ask me... about a different thing that they didn't find already? Yeah, that's the only. That's kind of why I'm hesitating. In that, um, like the other guys have been searching for powers on this so it's almost like they're kind of looking at you like why are you looking at the same thing that I just looked at um, so unless there's something like specific you want to ask me maybe I can okay then I sure quick... um, is there uh, any um, any native lore from these regions that has anything at all to do with either um, specifically otherworldly things, right? Not animal or nature spirits, not the mole people, much weirder stuff, uh, or anything about uh, those kind of things in connection with the mounds. Even though the mounds normally shouldn't be found in that region, I know enough about the mound lore, I think that I'd be able to find anything outstanding about that if it was in the library. Um. So I'm going to ask you to do a library role, but not so much for the um, like the information that you're finding. I want to see like how long, how much time this is taking. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, long enough to roll a 95. Okay. All right. Um, Danny, Jasper, and Tug, could you three do a spy hidden? Ooh, eight. Oh, wow. 
pass. I genuinely can't see anything now. Apparently, they're... I used up my good roll for the day on the lucky peaches. <laughs> Flashed in my eye. That's um, a hard, but it's not as extreme. Okay. I got 14 out of 60, which is also a hard, not an extreme. Okay. Um, see, now I feel bad because I only really needed one of you to pass, but now you guys wasted some really good rolls on that. Yeah. Um, Tug, you're, you're sort of getting impatient. Like, you know, you, you've spent several hours in the library already, and you're kind of like wandering around at this point, kind of bored, looking out the window, and you notice off in the distance, down coming down the street and coming around one of the side buildings, you see the two cars that you drove to the expedition mm -hmm. and the, uh, the geology truck from the school. So basically, you, you see them returning to the parking lot area. Can I see where they, they park and then if the kids are actually getting out of them? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like across the campus, like on the other side. So it's quite a distance. Um, but, you know, you know the area from before because that's where you left from. I can see kids getting out, but I can't see their faces. Yeah. What time is it right now? Uh, let's say it's a little afternoon. You've spent basically all morning there. So I, I look at them and I'm like, so they're not vampires. <laughs> okay. Day vampires. <laughs> I want to go talk to somebody, especially the girls. Well, Charlie came back with you, um, but for the sake of the story, she's busy. Well, um... And so the only other girl was Clarissa. I want to see if I can find uh, Blaine. Let's see, like, what the fuck, dude? And then it dawns on me. Oh, no. What if they were getting even for my little prank in the beginning with the Bigfoot feet? Guys! And I go and find them. <laughs> And they're like, shh. Yeah. Guys, what if Blaine and the others were getting even for my little prank with the Bigfoot feet last night? They just was, got back, by the way. I saw him pull in. Was it, I'm trying to remember. Was it Blaine that was the one that we were shouting on and trying to get to come into the house? Yeah, he was like, come outside, guys. Come outside. Yeah, I want to batter him. I want to talk to him. Let's go get him and beat the shit out of him. Come on. Jasper, are you in? Well, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I want to beat him, but I, okay, I, well. I guess I want to know what's going on. We'll give you the ears and the tail. We better not get into trouble right enough. Yeah. But he better tell us what the hell's up. And the guys that, that, that Jasper, you said, went up, got pulled up? Yeah, I saw them in the parking lot. I couldn't see them, their faces, but... I want to see if they look all right, because something weird happened to me when we were out trying to shoot that thing. Well, they're not vampires, because it's noon. They would all burst into flames. I didn't think they were vampires, Todd. Come on, stop going on about that. Let's go. Ever since, Harry, ever, you since you that, ever since uh, you read that Montague uh, Summons book, you've just uh, yeah, all right. Vampires. All the time. Too much, man. Too much. 
I mean, they you might, know, talk about vampires now and then, but not all the time. They might be more like Heiko and Jekyll now. I, I call them as I see yeah, them. That would be my bet. I'd go. I'd, I'd say they're more of a Heckle and Jekyll thing. I reckon they've, they've had some kind of um, concoction. Jasper, That's I got weird. something to There's show you later. Okay? <laughs> All right. You guys pack up your stuff. Well, you don't really have stuff, but you know, you, you put away your research materials. Oh, yeah, they brought back our stuff, too. Let's go get our stuff. Yeah. And uh, you start making your way over there. Um, the people are just sort of milling about. So like, you know, they've been there for a few minutes already and they're basically putting some stuff away, returning the geology equipment to the garage, um, you know, unloading their own suitcases and bags and stuff like that. Uh, so when you get there, you see um, a couple people. The first person you see though is the professor. And the professor just kind of looks at you like, well, you know. I don't want to talk to the professor. I want to talk to somebody who was there last night. Well, you're looking and looking, and you don't see Blaine. Well, who's the first person I see that was there last night? I can remember. Uh, you tell me. Uh, how about um, Henry? Henry Harold. Harold, yep. Yeah. Higgins. Yeah. Yep. You see him. Uh, he's he's got his suitcase under his arm. And he's sort of half walking away already. All right, I'm gonna run up to him, Higgins. And he, he turns around and, yeah, what, what, what happened last night? What, what do you mean? What happened? What happened? You mean, what happened? You mean you about you getting arrested? No, at the party. The party that you were drinking? The party that everyone was drinking at. Hmm. Were they? With Blaine outside and calling out to us and all the crazy shit that went on. And he kind of like gives you a little smirk and he's like, you fell for it? They got you? You fucker. You're telling me that was all, how were you lifted up off the ground? And he, he like looks around and he's, you know, making sure none of the other students are hearing this. He's like, do you know how long it took us to get those ropes strung up? I'm just going to turn around and walk the fuck away. I'm <laughs> really pissed. Um, so when, when, when Danny sees Tug coming up, look, like a steam train, he's like, what, what happened? What's going on? He says it was all fake. They faked it to scare the shit out of us. They lifted them up with ropes. For a second, Danny believes it, and then he's remembering this claw-like thing that came over the, the edge of the roof, and it's like, that's crazy. That's nonsense. Some sort of prop, maybe? They're lucky we didn't shoot them all. It would have had to have been a lot drunker than they were to I'm, be willing I'm, to take the risk of getting shot through a roof. I'm, I'm, I'm so red and angry right now. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> I, uh, Jeff, I walk up to the rest of the group. Okay, hold on one second. Uh, Tug, I'm trying to think what role this could be. Um, 
I'm going to ask it for a spot hidden, I think. Um, but I'm going to ask you for a penalty die. Okay, 14 on the first roll. Oh, man. And 90. <laughs> so yep. I didn't get it. You're angry. I'm so angry. And I'm embarrassed because they should have guessed that it was fake, but I was drunk. So. Okay, sorry. Jerry, what were you doing? Uh, no uh, I walk up uh, to the rest of the group. Are they still milling around? Just yeah, like some of them... Some of them have started wandering off already. Some of them, you know, have already grabbed their bags or starting to head out. Uh, I find whichever one's like the other, like upperclassmen, uh, and uh, since since I don't see Blaine, right? You don't see Blaine. Uh, how about Clarissa? Will she do? Sure, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you you sort of had a, uh, an affinity towards her, I think. Uh, well, that was quite a party. Is she just ignoring me, Jeff, or is this a GM yeah, induced no, pause? She's like, she's got her head down. She's looking for her. She can't get her bag out of the car. Uh, I help her with the bag then. <laughs> don't help her too quickly, though. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sure I don't. Uh, um, she's sort of like... Uh, well, tell me how you do that. Help the helper with the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the way Danny said, probably not too. Uh, I don't know. Probably not too obsequiously. Uh, I probably wait until she's like really struggling with it, and then I probably don't ask, "Do you need some help?" I probably, if I can see her t literally trying to lift it, I might like give it a nudge or something. Okay. So I'm going to say this. So she wasn't actually aware that you were standing there. So she kind of like stalls at first. And as you go to reach for the bag handle to, to help her to, to pull on the bag, she like takes her hip and kind of like hip bumps you. Like, you know, I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, you seem uh, all together then. Uh, you uh, seemed a little bit uh, more unnerved uh, last night. Well, or was it the night before? It's uh, been a rough couple of days after everything that happened. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's, I just want to get home and get a shower and, and rest. Well, that's about how I felt uh, when we came back. So... Uh, Well, what about Blaine? Did he make it back all right? Yeah, he he took off. I mean, as soon as we as soon as we parked the car, he was out of the car and gone. He said he was doing the same thing. He said he was going back to his apartment. Well, I know you're tired, and uh, I could just as well ask him later, but I will anyway. Uh, I really want to know uh, what do you recall about last night. Uh, there's a couple of folks uh, saying uh, that uh, some drunken pranks and chicanery were involved, but uh, well, this seems a little implausible. There's a certain amount of um, impatientness almost to her. Like, you know, she's like looking to just get away from you at this point. 
Um, and she's kind of like, you know, I don't really remember it. That was, that was two nights ago. I remember you guys were drinking. Uh, you know, I remember we went for a little walk around the building, but that's, that's kind of like all I remember. Well, if that's all you remember, then uh, I'm thinking that a few of us weren't the only ones drinking, Clarissa. I, I think I had some of that punch. I think you may have. I think you gave it to me. I think I may have. Was that all? Well, I don't think so. Uh, I roll psychology. I'm finding this extremely difficult to believe that she doesn't remember gunshots. And I, I realize I probably am more sensitive to gunshots now than most, but nevertheless, uh, uh, on a 95, another 95, just twice in a row, what do I, what do I think about this? You tell me, what do you think? Uh, does that, does a 95 imply, since I don't know what the truth is as a player, does right. a 95 imply that you always just believe the person? Does it imply some suspicion when it happens to be false? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this because it, it's certainly how she's acting and how she's describing the night to you back, like, you know, telling you that she doesn't remember it and all that. It's definitely like raising a red flag with you. You know, okay. like you were there, you know what happened. So You're the 95 asking, doesn't cause me to no longer be suspicious. Right. Well, okay. I mean, you're suspicious anyway. You know, I certainly am. So, yeah. so far from what your memory of it was that it just, it's confusing. Right. And with that, she kind of turns, spins on her heel and starts to walk away. Uh, I just call after, uh, well, you might as well ask Blaine what he remembers because it would take more than a spiked punch to lead to uh, you forgetting some of the things that went on and even more than spiked punch to make you see it if it wasn't there. I probably seem frustrated and angry at that point, and I don't mind showing it. Sure. Um, and then I probably just stand there and then rejoin the other guys. I probably wait to see if anybody else says anything and then hopefully have enough wit, since the 95 was only on psychology on her, probably have enough wit to look at the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. How do they react when they... Like I, I raise my voice, right? I, I'm, I'm not shouting in rage, but I'm calling yeah. out pretty loudly. How are other people responding in this group of people? If yeah. at all, are they just ignoring it? Yeah, it's almost a matter of like that. You might get a look or two, like they look over, like what are you on about? But so they're looking normal, basically. Pretty, pretty no, nothing seems weird. It, it's really like you know they're tired, they're exhausted, they they just want to get home and get a shower. All right. Are the other guys of our party still standing around? I go rejoin them. Well, I say we go find Blaine. I yeah, I, 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 I don't. I think nobody wants to get in in trouble. Well, yeah. she was lying too, uh, and if so, only by omission. I don't know how much you'd have to drink to forget. Uh, if if not, if not the cr the crab claws, uh, 
the, to get the gunshots. They uh, they just don't want to admit that they pulled this big prank on us. She they didn't don't look, want to get in trouble. Clarissa didn't look amused. She's tired. It was yesterday. Whether they pulled a prank or not, Tug, the there was something going on at the house that night, last night, or the night before. You know, Blaine's not that clever. Let's get Blaine. Did Blaine go home? Higgins. Uh, Clarissa said he went home, that he was tired. Does he stay on campus or is he off campus? You know I don't know. Um, so none of us are friends with Blaine. I'm going to um, talk to the professor for a second. Okay. So I'm going to go up to the professor and say, Professor, um, did any of these guys admit to you that they pulled some weird prank on us? That's what got us in trouble last night. It's their fault we got in trouble. They admit that to you. Um, he looks at you with a slightly confused, you know, like kind of squints his eyes a little bit, and he's like, "You were in jail, aren't you?" We were in jail early this morning. Yeah. Isn't isn't that why you got in trouble? The police came because they pulled some sort of prank on me, and we were so scared we started shooting. They're lucky we didn't shoot them. No, but now no, it turns no. out they were playing a prank on us. That's what Higgins said. There's like just a kind of a blank stare. Like like the professor's like, why are you telling me this? Like the, prof the professor is like, you know, you well, got in trouble because you got yourself in trouble. No, we didn't get ourselves in trouble. They got us in trouble. And I want them to, to, to confess. So, so did, did they make you drink? There's nothing illegal about drinking. They didn't, we didn't buy any alcohol. Somebody slipped the alcohol into the punch. They were all drinking. And, and I just, then, where's Blaine? Did Blaine come back? Yeah, he, he came back with us, but he, he took off soon and got here. Well, maybe we should just let it go, but I think that we should get to the bottom of who pulled this. That was a pretty elaborate trick. They had us thinking that there were monsters outside attacking the building. And he looks at you again, and he's like, Monsters? Well, something was grabbing them and taking them up. The, the Higgins said they had ropes and they were pulling them up onto the roof. I mean, there's one thing to play pranks, but it's another thing to let it go so far that we start shooting our guns and they don't fess up to actually pulling a prank. Hey, we were man. all trapped. I just go on and on. We were trapped inside the house and all this and they made us think it was vampires and and we were drunk. We were a little drunk. So was everybody else. But they were they were playing on our terror and our paranoia. And then we got in trouble for it. 
yeah. The, the response is kind of the same. Very, you know, the, some of the things you're talking about with monsters and all, you know, the professor wasn't there when all this happened. So he's getting, he's getting this from you. So none of them have confessed to it. Correct. Right. Fuck. Danny's kind of standing behind the professor going like that. <laughs> well, I just, I storm away. I'm so angry. And, I'm, and I, I like to, as I, as I walk by them, I get them the all universal. Fuck you all. And then I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my dorm because I'm so angry. I have to calm down. Okay. <laughs> Just storm it off. Yeah. Like <laughs> Red with anger. Yeah. Is there a good chance Danny knows one of the students that maybe knows uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Blaine. Blaine's, Blaine's kind of home address. Is there anybody know that? Does he have any good friends or anything like that? I could ask. Clarice is his boyfriend. I mean, the other way around. Oh, is she? Why is it? Um, you know, I I don't think I'm going to turn that around on you. I'm gonna, do you do you know if any of the other students knew Wayne's address? Well, I could always try an idea rule. <laughs> I'm going to make you work for it a little bit. So really, all, all Danny would really do is anybody that's associated with Blaine kind of on a regular basis, if they haven't either arrived and just left or mm -hmm. are, are not on campus, I would yep. be looking for whoever that would be. You know, if there's somebody that hangs about with them a bit. Was, wasn't there... Um... Wasn't there a rumor that he was um, uh, possibly having a, a a relationship with one of his students? Uh, so Blaine is not a teacher; he's a student too. Oh, he is a student. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, he was there. there I'm sure. Didn't, isn't he? Yeah, Clarissa. Yeah, him and Clarissa. Are, uh, they were sn snogging. Is Clarissa gone? Has she left the premises? Yeah, she already stormed off. I don't know what we should do. Well, we'll get him tomorrow at school. Well, look, if he never comes back, that tells us something of its own. So let's let's do this. Um, it's sort of now late afternoon. You guys are probably hungry. Um, Tug, you stormed off. You need to calm down. Danny, Jasper, and Jerry, you're sort of left standing there like, you know, what about Tug? Why, why did you just storm off? What are we supposed to do now? Um, so why don't you guys just think about how tomorrow um, you would go about trying to find Blaine's address? And then I think next session we can pick up. Okay. Well, do I know that Clarissa lives in the dorms? Um, I'll let you do an idea roll to find that out. Uh, 
uh, success. Okay. Um, you know what else? Why don't all four of you do an idea roll? Because I want to mention something. Yeah, uh, again? Yeah. Like, yeah. Again. Okay. I got a 12. I got 69 out of 70. Okay. Uh, 69. Yeah, passed as well. I got another success. I, all right. I got, so, it. I got it, but I'm sweating a lot at the, with the effort. I just wanted to, to mention this. Um, I think if you remember back in my descriptions and so forth, the whole connection between Blaine and Clarissa, Blaine was always sort of, um, what's the word? Like, I can't think of the word, like almost protective of her, you know, kind of. He seemed a little possessive even. Maybe a little a bit territorial. Mm -hmm. Yep, territorial. Um, but you never saw Clarissa really return any of that. Clarissa always just sort of tolerated him. Oh, so we never caught them kissing, huh? Correct. Right. Okay. So he was in love with her, but she was indifferent. Okay. It's almost like, she, you know, she was sort of like just enjoying the attention, but never necessarily returning it. But Jeff, am I correct that I don't remember her seeming... She acted toward Jerry like she was going to go find Blaine. So she, uh, unless I'm misrecalling that, she at least gave Jerry the impression she was more interested in Blaine than in him. Am I remembering that correctly? I'm going to let you remember that how you remember it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be rewatching the shows or anything, so right. that's how right. I remember it. So yep. Jerry probably believes that they're, yep. you know, if not an item, at least quite friendly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Excellent. And, and do I remember where uh, Clarissa lives? That was the first idea role. You passed that, right? Yeah. Do yeah. I, so you I, know she's in the women's dorm. Yeah. That's what I thought. So yeah. Jerry's plan is to watch for her. And, and if, she, if he watches for her, uh, eventually he'll see Blaine. Okay. Or he won't. And that'll be weird too. And if he never sees Blaine, it's an excuse to talk to her again. Yep. And if she, you know, questions Jerry, he can always make out like, uh, you know, why is she following him around or you know, something like that. <laughs> so. All right. Our players included Ken Trench, George Sieg, Mick Swan, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments if you like reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.